Hello and welcome to Out in the Woods. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Nico's here with me again for the second time in one week. We're calling it a double picture because, well, we're trying to get caught up number-wise and we did music on Tuesday. So you know what? We're, we're going to do movies today. And from what I've gathered, Nico here is a fairly big... Uh, film snob, as they say, or critique. Uh, Nico, how the hell are you? I'm good. I wouldn't call myself a movie critique. I just am very um, careful in choosing what I watch. I don't like watching rubbish. Interesting. Does that, where does that, does that come <laughs> from like other aspects of your life or do you just No, have, I just, if I'm going to devote two and a half if I'm going to devote like two to two and a half hours of my time, I don't want the movie to be awful. I don't want to watch Sharknado for two and a half hours. <laughs> so how do you know, though? How do you know if the movie's any good? Usually my 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 roommates were huge movie. Movie, like they've seen like everything. And so usually I run it by them or Noah, get some feedback and then decide to watch it or not. That's that's usually how that goes. I think you're playing it safe, personally. I am. I, it's, I have seen movies I have not liked, and it just pisses me off after afterwards because I'm like, I just spent two hours watching this awful film. <laughs> what makes a movie bad? <laughs> I mean, like, a lot of things. Plot, storyline, bad acting bad cinematography like i don't know a lot of stuff an, a vanilla plot like unentertaining like i don't know do you um do you feel that though there's like like movies that are so bad that they're good yeah like rubber yeah okay okay even though from what i remember of that the the acting was half decent it was just a weird movie and that yeah, one was pretty highly I mean, rated, though. I think so, higher than Sharknado. Well, yeah, Sharknado is just kind of. It's it. I think Sharknado relies on like the goofiness of it. I guess. Rubber, I think, was very like outlandish enough to keep people entertained. Personally, it was. I was entertained, especially being like sixteen. We should we should rewatch that. I bet we could find it no, somewhere. I'm Why not? Okay. Why not? Come on. We'll have another poker I have a night. long list. My list, I have a long list of like 40 movies I'm going through. So when we were in the the green room, so to speak, we'll touch back on this list cuz I was one thing that you brought up was a list and you said you go by director. Oh, well, I have two lists. I have a list of movies I need to watch and then I I have a list of like very acclaimed movies I've watched and then my rating of them. But yeah, those are by director. Organized by director or? Yes. So only three. So I have Tarantino, Christopher Nolan, and uh, Scorsese. And then I just have a list of like very popular movies that aren't necessarily directed by anyone in particular. Or those three, I guess I should say. Okay. But you still like... You don't watch a movie just because it was done by one specific director, um, do you? Those three, I would. Okay. 
Okay. Because you, you especially, have... Sorry, continue. You got it. Uh, well, I mean, I was just going to say, especially like... I'm, I, th- I Christopher Nolan is by far my favorite. Um, the only two movies I have not seen by him are his like first two. Everything else I've seen. Which are? Same. Uh, Memento and Insomnia, which mm-hmm. I heard are actually... One of those is really good. I don't remember which. But I've not seen those. And then Tarantino as well. The only ones I have not seen are his t- two of his earlier ones that aren't highly rated, Jackie Brown and Death Proof. And then also The Hateful Eight, which I heard is just bad. But that one's more recent, I think. So that's what I was wondering when you when you said that you organized him by director. Is because like kind of touching back to music, you can really like a band and they can still come out with horrible music. And it's like, yeah, does yeah, your it's love fair. of that band come like overweigh that at all? Like, does that affect it? Or are you just like, no, um, I like the guy, but this is a with, horrible movie. Uh, with Tarantino, I'm very like, this is good or not. I think he either hits or he misses. Mm-hmm. With like Christopher Nolan, I don't think Christopher Nolan releases bad movies. I think he's probably the best in the business. And I don't think he really misses I can't really think of a bad movie. I think his worst movie he's come out with is probably his most recent, Tenant. I don't know if you saw that. No, I I heard it was still pretty good. I, I heard yeah, it was really super it good, but I have it ranked last out of all his movies. Really? Like just because, only because, like, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Actually, I have it ranked second to last. Um, super good. Like, I enjoyed it. It's just, like, the rest of his work is super good. And so Tenant's the- a movie where you have to, like, pay attention the whole time to like mm-hmm. understand the crossing timelines and i can see why it gets super confusing but um it's it's, it's good it's just so you he, have to actually like pay a lot of attention he also um he also directed interstellar right yes or no okay <laughs> yes so is that like a common theme in his movies is like kind of messing with time and jumping back and forth and stuff because i remember that Um, was one of the big thing that people said about interstellar that they hated is that it was just like a lot it was kind of hard to follow um well not necessarily nolan i i will say a lot everything he's done is different so he does do a lot of kind of i don't want to say sci-fi but like i interstellar he did interstellar he did Inception. So those are both somewhat messing with time or mm-hmm. just kind of messing with like physics, if you so to speak. But then he also did the Batman trilogy, which is just superhero movies. Um, and then he did Dunkirk, which is also just a true story that he recreated on the big screen. Um, and then the Prestige, which is also fiction. Really good. With physics um so i mean I, he he does like messing with like science i guess mm-hmm. but okay. he does i think my favorite thing with him is just, just the way he i i feel like you could just classify all his movies based on how like i don't want to say the color palette necessarily because i don't feel like there is one but just like the style like i don't know i don't want to describe it they all look the same in an aspect and I think it's because he does not use CGI. Now that I'm thinking about it, he hates CGI. Yeah. Well, that might be why they all look similar in that aspect. 
that's something I don't know if you know this or not, but I took a film class senior year, and it was all about um, like cult films, which basically just mm-hmm. means that it had a huge flop out of the gate. That's kind of the criteria is like a huge flop, um, and then over time has garnered a mass following of like American well, Psycho is probably in that category. Yes, I would say like that and. Um, Oh, what is it called? Where people dress up and they like act out all the lines and it, it's super in depth. It was like the first cult film. Um, oh my gosh. Rocky Mountain Picture Show? Is that what it's called? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But um, shoot, where was I going with that? What were we just talking about? Uh, Christopher Nolan and his specific films, cult films. Yeah. Oh, and then we we went into the the grading, right? The color or the oh CGI. That's mm-hmm. what it was. One of the essays that I wrote was on practical versus CGI, because like now, especially with Marvel and stuff, and all the superhero movies, and well, just with computers and stuff, like CGI is getting really good. I mean, you can't you can't deny that. But I think people in their minds can always tell when something is done for real. I would agree. I think, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily that I don't like superhero movies or I just don't like the amount of CGI they use or the combination, but I've just never really been a fan of superhero movies. Well, and that's, I think, the big reason that people hated the first three Star Wars or I guess the second three, the one, two, three. Um, episodes one two three episodes i love those though i do too i three has always been my favorite star wars film but people one's my favorite have hated them because it's horrible cgi like it is bad and then the first three so four five six um it was like basically all practical effects you know with Mm -hmm. limited i mean what cgi they could do but pretty much everything that they could do in person they did and it looks great really i think but that's a big reason that people have hated the first three is because of the horrible cgi have you seen the newest ones uh yeah i would say those are just bad bad plot movies rogue (laughs) one rogue one was really good rogue one was really good i've heard heard that one's good but the rest Mm -hmm. that wasn't even like a new episode wasn't it like it's one-off Mm-hmm. its own thing okay. it is um i think it's in between five and six i'd have to check on that um yeah if if you're gonna watch any of the recent movies that they've come out with rogue one's probably the only one to watch <laughs> honestly fair enough um but well let's see what are your thoughts i would um, well my one thought i have that I think is a very good comparison is I compare Tarantino to Stephen King in the movie aspect and the cinema aspect, as in they both take like real world situations, like let's take Inglorious Bastards, like World War II, mm-hmm. Germans versus Americans, and then like create a, some sort of fiction based off of that, like mm-hmm. their own their own fiction. That's what Stephen King does brilliant, brilliantly. He makes his own like community and like town based in like 
historical facts and like historical actual like yeah actualities and i think tarantino does the same thing like with django as well Mm -hmm. well that's what they say the best part or the the best lies all have a little bit of truth in them so i think that's kind of a yes so the the more accurate you are as far as setting the stage even if it's a fictional story i feel like the more people are going to be able oh there's a robin um more people are going to well, it's going to be more believable, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think at that point, it's a little easy, so how do you... easier for people to get involved in the story, you know? True. So, how do you want to go through this? We'll go th- what are we going to go through? Gonna... I mean, we, we touched on your three... We touched on your, your three big directors, and I had watched, right. at your request, The Prestige and that's uh, nolan yep and then i watched uh the departed the departed we can do you want to talk about we can i will say on on scorsese um he has a lot of movies and i have not seen too many i mean he has like goodfellas irishman Mm. shutter island taxi driver wolf of wall street the departed Stuff like that. I haven't seen too many of his. For the listeners, I'd love to talk about those two movies because I definitely have some thoughts on them. But for the listeners, if you are listening and you have not seen either of those movies and you don't want the ending spoiled, don't listen to the podcast. I think we're we're going to talk about it. Okay. I mean, we don't have to. I I would love to talk about at least the prestige. All right. Spoiler alert then. Spoiler spoiler alert. That's what I'm saying. Spoiler alert for at least the prestige, and we'll get into it later if we get into it. But I have one major beef with the prestige. I and well, what's your rating of it before your beef? Um, I'd say I'd say probably seven or eight out of ten. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if I'd put it at a ten out of ten. I don't really know if I've ever seen a ten. I have it at eight and a half. Okay. Okay. I I love the prestige. It's got great storytelling. I like the twists, the back and forth. And he, he even had kind of the the like flashbacks, the kind of going back in time mm-hmm. and like reliving the story as it's being told. Um, I thought all of that was done well. It was easy enough to follow. My only beef is that what made the movie like really great for me is also what makes it less likely that I'll watch it again. And that's the ending and like the big hook. Like that big plot twist when um, Fallon and what's his name? The other magician? I I don't... Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale and his assistant were twins. Right. You know, and like that, that was a huge hook for me. Like, Did you see that coming? No, not at all. Not Dude, at all. I think that's one of the best twists I've ever seen. It, yeah. Honestly. It was incredible. I thought like all of the acting in it was great. Uh, Hugh Jackman. I and thought he was going to end sense. up. Yeah. It was great. But my problem is, is like sitting there at the end of that movie and after just seeing that, like that is incredible. And I know that I will not get that moment back. Right. You know, but like I was like so in awe and like astounded the first time I watched it. I just thought it was so good. Like that first impression yeah. was amazing. It's oh, yeah. so good. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
But it's like it's like the whole Luke, I am your father. You know, it's crazy. Like, can you imagine back in the day when that first was said and that first happened, how people lost their minds? And now it's like everyone knows that, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like so my secrets kind of out. The biggest thing for me is I think The Prestige is one of Christopher Nolan's best films and it's one of his least watched films. And that I feel like it's does it an injustice because mm-hmm. I think it's better than a lot of his other ones. Not saying his other ones are bad, but yeah. I think it's one of his, it's probably his most underrated film, in my opinion. Kevin had told me, Kevin, my brother-in-law, had told me to watch it a number of times. And I just never really got around to watching it. Um, mm-hmm. And having now watched it, it will be one that I recommend to people. Like, for sure. Or like, if people are, if we're sitting down and watching a movie and everyone's like, oh, what do you want to watch? I would I would fight for the prestige just so I could talk about the ending with people right after it happens. So yeah, I have that ranked as number three on Christopher Nolan. What are the top Christopher two? Nolan's films? Inception I have as a nine and a half out of ten. Ooh. Um and then the Dark Knight, um, a nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. And okay. my biggest thing with Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy is you can watch those movies and not be a superhero fan and like thoroughly enjoy them with no problems. And that's what I love about them. Mm-hmm. They don't seem like superhero movies. Interesting. Well, and that's, I think the very, people beef with about Marvel is I think with the, the exception of the very beginnings or um, like black Panther, I think was a pretty good standalone movie. But like, if you want to understand any of Marvel stuff that they have going on now, you got to have to watch everything else before it, really. You know, right? And I, they just seem too superhero to me. Mm-hmm. Well, they're and, pleasers. Yeah, and another thing with the Dark Knight is like, there's two other things. Every scene in the Dark Knight, I'm like, this scene's great. I remember when I rewatched it last summer, I was like, oh, this scene's great. And I said that like about almost every scene in the movie. Like, <laughs> it's just incredible. It's just like, an incredible movie. It does not miss. Okay. And then I also think that Dark Knight has the best opening scene ever. Well, it is I've, one of I've the best openings. I've seen the movie, but what happens? It shows, it for sure is the Joker. Um, on the sidewalk with his clown mask and then they go rob that bank oh yes and then he takes the mask off and then he has all the makeup on yep yep i just that's like best like intro for like a villain i think it's just done so well and the music it's great how important do you think uh, how important do you think the score is or like the soundtrack to movie is i mean Sem- somewhat it can definitely help um and i think that's where some films go wrong is like trying to fit in like trendy stuff at the time because then they don't last mm-hmm. if you get what i'm saying you watch it yeah. in 10 years yeah, and you're it, like, it why is this song it dates itself and i think that's a huge issue that like mainstream movies have so that's why i'm a huge fan of hans zimmer because it's very, it's all instrumental essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's all good, and it's basically timeless. So, what I noticed about watching The Departed last night is how often there was music playing. 
And it wasn't ever like, it wasn't ever like, oh, we're doing a scenic shot. Here's some background music. It was like people are having a conversation and there is some form of instrumental in the back. Which okay, spoilers on The Departed now. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Well, I'm, I don't think that was a spoiler. Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about The Departed? I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna talk about it. Okay. Did Let you see in. anything? Did I? See I think anything? I I like The Departed a lot. Um, What's your rating? I did not. I had a nine out of ten. Okay, I'd say second. I'd say mine's probably second. I have him second out of all his films that I've seen. Uh, third. I have Goodfellas too above it. Okay. Um, and then I have Goodfellas and then Shutter Island, which I think is on Netflix and I highly recommend. So the only reason I didn't watch that one last night is because I think I had seen it and I figured, eh, we'll just watch We'll watch something that I know I haven't seen. I really like the Departed I have, a lot, and I I get above Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street's a lot. It's overrated, yeah. in my opinion. I think so too. I think so too. Personally, I think Leo makes that movie very good, and so does Margot. But <laughs> it's it's one of those movies that has a cult following. But I think it's overrated. Well, and it, it's good. I mean, it's it's. You have to wonder because it is, I mean, it's a true story, right? Yeah. Maybe not like fully, fully true, but it's a true enough story that it's like, okay. I think it in that aspect of like, okay, here's what's happened. They, I think, did a pretty good job of it. Keeping right. it entertaining. But if you, good acting. If you, you know. if you want to watch a, a, a finance movie, I, I highly recommend The Big Short over oh, yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Big Short is I a have, really I, good movie. I have The Big Short at 9 out of 10. Really? That high? Yeah, I love that movie. The I think I think what The Big Short does well is it's very... It's like the only movie who, like... the it, it, They describe very difficult topics to you in a very simplistic way mm-hmm. and they address the audience like straight on like this those specific scenes yeah. Yeah, yeah and like you don't really see that much and they do it superbly well so it's very like it's unique in that aspect yeah and it's not hard to digest this no. difficult stuff and i think it's just good acting too and well that's another movie. one that actually happened and for a lot of people right. i mean i don't really remember 2008 all that well um, especially not the repercussions of it, but like a lot of people that are going to watch it have lived through that at a point where they are cognizant of it, you know? So that's another mm-hmm. thing is like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this isn't my finance textbook or whatever, but this is, does a half decent job of explaining what happened. Have you seen a taxi driver? I have not. It's okay. It's very weird. Hmm. Um, um apparently yeah. i mean it like set i it was like a trendsetter in like that type of movie mm-hmm. um but watching it like now it's just very it's very slow you get kind of creeped out by the main character a little bit like through the whole thing it's just odd i think that's the point but mm-hmm. well 
I don't know. I mean, so kind of going to the departed is I found myself at the end not really knowing who to root for. And maybe really? that's kind of what, yeah, honestly, like I, I found whatever um, the mob guy who's pretending to be a cop. I was like, oh, man, maybe he's going to get away with it. Like, that'd be pretty in- insane to watch that. And like, I really I didn't know how it was going to end. And I was really engaged, like trying to figure out, OK, like who who should I be rooting for right now? Well, like, I, I feel like that's good then. Yeah. Yeah. Because Leo, I was Leo's character for... was technically the good guy. Right. Right. But him playing as one of the mobsters was like, I think, convincing enough to me that like, oh, maybe he's not the good guy. Because I felt that he was like kind of slipping, you know, started doing all the drugs and things like that. I was like, man, maybe he's not good. Maybe he's something's wrong. I was always rooting for Leo. Dang. Sad ending. Well, Matt Mark Wahlberg saved the day. Yeah, that that took it for me. Like when that happened, <laughs> when he when everyone else was dead, I was like, okay, that's how this should have ended. That ending was great. Yeah, I agree. Good job, Mark. <laughs> and he had been gone for like half the end of the movie. Yeah, I don't. That was kind of weird that he just like showed back up, kind of. <laughs> I guess independent, but I um, think they try to make you forget about him, and then boom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about him. I was like, "Wow, where's how is this going to play out? What's going to happen?" You know. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that when, um, oh, whoever the the mobster that was actually the cop. What what is his name? Matt Damon. Well, Matt Damon killed Jack Nicholas. Nicholas or Nicholson? Uh, I think one of them. Well, yeah. I was like, oh man, maybe maybe he'll be good. Like maybe this is kind of the end. Like maybe he was trying to get out or whatever, and this is like his finale. But nope, not the case. So what other big movies have you seen? Ooh, what do you mean big? Oh, I have a list. Have you seen American Psycho? Nope. Uh, Nightcrawler? Is that about the... Is that Jim Carrey? Jake or Gyllenhaal. No. Jake, yeah, and he... Uh, I think we watched that at Poker Night. No, I watched it for uh, maybe I was asleep. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, where he's like the news. He goes out and gets the yes. footage and stuff. Oh, we that did. One, we did. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, that one kind of gives me weird vibes. Like that one's kind of an un- uncomfy, an uncomfy video movie. I that is an eight point five. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the story was great. I don't remember it all that well, but I do remember like towards the end, he he definitely is slipping. And I'm just like, oh, this is weird to watch this happen. No Country for Old Men? Nope. You haven't seen that? I have not. I don't watch a lot of movies. That that one has Midland in it, man. Really? Yeah. I don't have to Odessa, watch it. Odessa, I think, actually. Oh, okay. Then maybe I won't watch it. That's a lot of people's favorite movie. Really? What is your favorite movie? I, I hear that. 
Uh, mine is Shooter. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It's always on TV. It has Mark Wahlberg. He's basically famed for assassinating the president. Interesting. Super good. What do you think? I, of I like it because I, I have not seen it. No, really? I've seen like tons of parts, but I've not seen the yeah. whole thing. That's probably that's up there for my favorite. It's on my list. That's up there for my favorite. It's really good. Um, Rango? No, but uh, I think Rango's the best animated movie I've ever seen. Okay, so do you have animated movies in like a different category? I don't know. I haven't really watched many, but Rango's definitely the best. That's all I yeah. know. Yeah. Well, it does why? Very. Because I have my I, reasons for loving it, but I think just the the storytelling's really good. Um, the way they incorporate everything's good, and also for when it came out, which I don't specifically remember, but the anim- the animations did not seem dated at all. It it looked no. it's holding up. It's standing the test of time. Well, do you Could know why that well? is? I don't. So a lot of cgi now will use an actor or like the actor right in one of those body suits with the little dots on it and the right, motion right. capture but instead what they did is they had for rango they had the actors recite their lines and like act out the scenes on a big stage and they could like i think there's clips of johnny depp wearing like a cowboy hat and all dressed up like a cowboy or whatever and they just acted out these scenes in person and filmed them and then handed all of that audio and video over to the animators. And then they made them from scratch. So it wasn't motion capture and it wasn't like purely animated. It was kind of a blend. of. So it definitely two. took more time, right? Oh, yeah. They I remember it took them like maybe six or seven months to animate Rattlesnake Jake's scales. Like, it took them a long time to animate. Oh, he looks good. Yeah. All of that movie does. I mean, some of those, like, sunset shots, and it's, like, really well animated, I would say. And then having Clint Eastwood, too, like, just perfect. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that I love the character development because, like, there is definitely Rango has an arc, like a huge arc. And it's easy enough to follow as far as like what his motives are. You have like a really high quality resolution at the end of the movie. It's the animation is incredible throughout. And it's it's just funny enough that it's like, you know, entertaining to watch, but it also has its serious bits. Like there are there are stakes. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, it's super good. It's not quite the departed as terms of people dying, but I mean, people die. So (laughs) what have you seen Blade Runner? Yes. 2049. The new one. Yeah. The newer one. No, I have not seen the new one with uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't seen the new one. I've seen the old one with Harrison Ford. Okay, that's a pretty that's a pretty banger, a pretty good one. Well, Just kind of I think, for is... the, the history of it. 
my opinion is the new one is the best cinema cinematograph whatever yeah film out there it's so beautiful really yeah Ooh. by far okay i'll have just to every it. scene in that movie is just so pretty that's i'm trying to I, think I wasn't, off the top of my head but oh you I, I wasn't fully sold on the story mm-hmm. i know it's like the blade runner setting so i will and i'm personally like huge into that stuff but like uh, i don't want to spoil it so since you haven't seen it but i, I mean the story is good I mean, I have a feeling I know how it shakes out. Personally, I, I I've know, seen enough man. of. I mean, I've seen the original Blade Runner. Okay, no, I I respect that. I maybe I'll watch that one soon. I just don't really watch movies. Did you see the new Top Gun? No, I haven't seen that one. I've That's heard really people loved that one. I do. I think it's really good. Why? Look. Blade Runner 2049 is on Netflix right now. There you go. Really? Yeah. Do you know what bothers me about Netflix is you'll type in a movie and it will <laughs> like complete the search for you, but it doesn't have it. It's like, yeah, we Netflix know has nothing. Went, but yeah, yeah. HBO Max is superior. Just pirate everything. <laughs> That's about what we're coming to. So why do you think Interstellar is so good? Um, I don't think it's... I mean, it's probably not one of my favorite movies. I mean, it's. I think it's, I think it's a great movie, and I, I can watch it again and again because I like... Like, it's detailed enough that every time you watch it, you're going to pick something new up. Like, I think that about Rango, too. Rango has a lot of details and, like, little jokes and quips. That I pick up every time I watch it. Interstellar is the same, but it's like it's. I think the story of it, I think the the kind of speed, so to speak, like it's entertaining enough without just being everything all at once or too slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a few little twists and turns. I'm I I like sci-fi in general, but. Yeah, personally, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge fan of the ending. What do you? What part of the ending? Are we gonna do? Yeah, spoiler alert for Interstellar. I just, just the whole way it ended, with like what him coming out of the wormhole. No, just like on the new colony and all that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But that was like the whole point of them going. Uh, True. I don't know. It just, it let. I don't know. <laughs> you gotta. I don't you gotta explain a, a little bit here. Come on. Look, I just. I don't think it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I just think his other movies have better storytelling, and just are more enjoyable to watch. Um. Well, I, I haven't seen a lot of his other ones, so I can't necessarily attest to that. I could. You definitely have to be Inception in the to see interstellar never seen it dude yeah yeah <sighs> sorry what can you do because <laughs> i have i have inception um and the dark knight and the prestige above it um well i would i would put the prestige 
over Interstellar as far as like me recommending movies to watch. Because I think well, that's another thing is, yeah. What? It's just like everyone's like Interstellar is so good. And I'm like, I don't understand what, why you think it's like this great. Like it's good, but it's not something I would recommend to someone. Please. Holy smoke. Sorry. Oh my gosh. My laptop is so hot. I just think that for Interstellar, like you, you gotta have to be in the right frame of mind because it is kind of heavy. It's not something I casually recommend. No. No, like you got to be in a mood to watch Interstellar. True. I would I would agree. Speaking, and see, I think. No, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Well, I was going to say his other movies like Inception, I think are just a lot easier to just watch just instantly. They're just good. I can't wait no on that. Needed. I can't wait on that, sadly. That's the thing, too, is like it's so hard to get a feel for like what kind of, you know, like what kind of movie are these people trying to watch? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like every, I think every movie has its place, whether it's, it's super lighthearted or really, whether it's real heavy and serious or whatever. Like I think given the circumstance, given the right circumstances, most everyone is going to enjoy most every movie. If it's the right setting. I think the same about music. You know, it's all about matching your setting with what is being consumed, so to speak. Why Nico is Surf's Up the first movie that you want to watch with a girl? I, it's just pretty simple. If she doesn't like surfs up, it's a, just a major red flag. Is that number Especially two for animated movies for you? I guess so. <laughs> it's just, it's hard not to like that movie. So if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Especially for our generation. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just a fun movie. Like, how do you not like it? Well, it's know. not like, it's not like people are like, surround it's not like a it's not like cars or bambi or something it's not like something that's super nostalgic of a movie that you kind of watched growing up it's just like a genuinely entertaining movie yeah no i was gonna say like i can i mean if she doesn't like cars either like that's kind of weird but like i guess most of us hold nostalgia with that so Mm -hmm. that's somewhat different yeah uh, yeah, just, if you don't know some, if you don't, if you're not sure about a girl, just uh, watch Surf's Up with her, and if she doesn't like it, kick her out. That's my that's my advice for the week. It really, like, I I, I think I'm a pretty likable human being, or or I like a lot of people. Like, it's pretty hard for me to not like someone. If I am even slightly hesitant about enjoying the company of other people i asked about surfs up and in the past it has been a like that makes sense kind of thing like i'll ask someone I'm like what do you think of surfs up be like ah it's just not my thing it makes sense it makes sense i told you the test doesn't fail what and it's girls and guys too as far as just spending time around people if people don't like that well, movie, i really don't know many guys who don't like it that's for sure it's it's a hard one to not it's like. It's something I got from my roommates. I didn't come up with this disclaimer. 
Mm-hmm. Well, why do they say it's so good? Or why do you think it's so good? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, like, I, I think the, this is going to sound like dumb, but like, I guess the vibe, I feel like that, that works great. It's great. I feel like happy feet, for example, is like much more serious in tone. Mm-hmm. So I can mm-hmm. understand somewhat if you don't enjoy watching that, but like surf's up is just like <laughs> good vibes all around. Yeah. So. Absolutely. One of my favorite songs is on that soundtrack by, uh, by sugar Ray. It's called into yesterday. It was actually my song of the week a few weeks ago. It's a great song. It's so, great song. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, everyone go out and test that theory and let me know if I'm wrong. I would be, I think, I think for the most part, it's pretty accurate. I think it's interesting because um, a lot of people say that the new Star Wars don't do as well, aside from bad acting and bad storytelling. But the fact that there's like, there's no stakes, you know, it's kind of the same with comic book characters and stuff. If someone dies... You know, you just throw in like time travel or a force ghost and then they can come back. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, this person's still here. Like their death doesn't mean anything to me now. Yeah, I feel that. like no one's dying and surfs up. But I think it had just enough stakes that it made it like, well, it gave it some weight, but it wasn't like over the top Game of Thrones. All of your favorite characters are dying kind of thing. <laughs> That is true. Game of Thrones just really went, really went all out for it. Even though I didn't. That's watch what that. I like about. That's what I like about the Sopranos is like, when in the Sopranos, if they kill someone, they'll kill them like ten minutes into an episode, like, <laughs> like episode five of a season. Like it doesn't have to be a grand finale. Like they don't yeah. make a big deal out of it. They'll just kill people off, like, and hit you like unexpectedly. It's crazy. Well, I, I think that, that like. I mean- you got it. I was just going to say like that kind of surprise where you don't know if someone's going to die this episode or whenever, mm-hmm. like add some stake and make something good. Well, and it makes people want to not dramatizing every death and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it, it makes people like, Oh, I want to, I want to see if my favorite character is going to live or if they're going to die, you know, like people get attached to characters and then, you know, they don't want them to die and then they do. Mm hmm. But I've always thought that was so funny how people got so worked up about Game of Thrones. And I know this is getting into TV now, but I just can't really imagine that. Like being that invested in a character, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. The Game of Thrones cult is is big, and I don't understand it. I'm not saying the show's bad, Mm -hmm. but... Well, it's a lot to watch. Like, there's a it, lot. Dude, I, that I was going to say, there's so... I watched... I, I heard, like, it would take, like, like almost a month of, like, continuous watching or, like, most, majority of your day watching to get through it. I think I what's, saw that during lockdown. What's the TV show that's, like, kind of similar? It's really, really long. Like, there is a lot of it. It's, it's like, Survivor or, like, The Survivor Island. Survivor has, like, 40 seasons. But Survivor is reality TV or no? Yeah, yeah. No, so this one, it's like they're on an island and... Lost? Oh, yeah, there it is. 
Have you seen Lost? Yeah, it falls All off of heavy. It? Really? Yeah, it falls off heavy, man. Okay. Well, used to be one of my favorite shows, but like the latter half of seasons, man, destroyed that show. <laughs> they just start adding anything and everything, and it's just like. I thought we were lost on an island. I didn't know we were time traveling. Like it gets so confusing. <laughs> like it's just Did like, you ever first three seasons? Great. After yeah. that, I just lost interest. Like it's just so bad after that. But the, still, like the first three seasons are long. Like there's a lot there. I would. Right. I highly recommend. I highly recommend that if you want to stop after that, be my guest. <laughs> I still know those those like numbers that are like specific to that show. I still know them. Like, I have iconic it, so but highly recommend I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore it used to be yeah I'm sure I could get like the the box set of DVDs at a garage sale or something yeah I see those at uh Best Buy a lot in like the maybe special case that, maybe that's gonna be my new game plan to make a lot of money is while everyone's talking about streaming services and stuff like that I'm gonna go around and I'm gonna buy all of the hit classics on DVD and then when everyone gets tired of paying for streaming services and them not having the movies that they want or the shows that they want, I'm going to have all of the disc sets and I'm going to be able to sell them for premium. I think the problem is nobody got DVD players now. We do. I know. I mean, we do too, but I just mean like a majority of like mainstream Americans. All the NPCs. DVD players are pretty cheap. Really? I so. Like, especially now, you know? I don't know. So, I mean, we. What, I think we only have them at the ranch. We only have one at the ranch because we didn't have Wi-Fi forever. But like all of the Lord of the Rings and the past, you know, the Departed and the Prestige, I watched those on my computer, plugged into the. Do computer. you think Harry Potter's better than Lord of the Ring? Lord of the Rings. Well, okay. For the listeners, uh, last time I was at the ranch, I started watching The Hobbit. I watched the first Hobbit, and then I watched the second Hobbit, and then I rented the third Hobbit. And I was like, well, I've watched all three. I might as well watch all three Lord of the Rings. So I have seen all six Lord of the Ring related films in the past two weeks. So they're very fresh on my mind. And I have some issues with Lord of the Rings. And I would like to watch like the, the extended versions and get all of it that I can. Because they're long movies. They're like three hours each. But I think there's still hunks missing in them. Um, I think overall Harry Potter is a better story. And I think the acting's, I I mean, the acting's great in it. Um, and kind of that same thing with like live action versus visual effects. Harry Potter, I think does a really good job of, of doing what they can in person. My favorite you know? thing about Harry Potter, and I, I haven't read Lord of the Rings, so I can't compare, but it's how accurate they are to the books for like, a movie i mean it's mm -hmm. hard to fit everything yeah, but yeah they do a very well job my biggest pet peeve with harry potter is like something they emphasize in the book is how when they go to the wizard world that they like only wear robes but like in all the movies they're like wearing like ties and stuff still as at like hogwarts and stuff and that annoys me but i mean that's just nitpicking at that point they only wear robes really yeah, like, you know, they, like, usually wear robes, but, like, underneath yeah. they have, like, suits and, like, uh -huh. I mean, ties. And I and they never mention that in the books. It's, like, strictly the robes. Like, they don't wear, like, muggle clothing at all. Interesting. 
That would have been kind of cool to watch. Yeah, it's really set the scene. That, I may be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. And it always annoys me. Because they like go around in jeans and shirts like just all the time. My biggest beef with Harry Potter is the fan base. Personally. What do you mean? I like like Star Wars or Star Trek. Star Wars is worse. I don't okay, I don't know about that. You got yes, you have people dressing up in costumes and they have their favorite Jedi's or whatever. Like that's you know, like over the top for me but maybe just barely slightly unhealthy of an obsession. Harry Potter people are the kind on Twitter to respond like that's typical for a muggle or whatever. Or like you're such a, See, like, I think it the is opposite. like their entire personality. I think the opposite. Like, and I think my biggest thing is Star Wars people are like, will be the first to admit, to admit that like, Half the movies are like mid. They'll say like one, two, three are all right. And then the new ones are awful. Like you don't see Harry Potter fans saying like any of their movies are awful. They'll rank them, but they'll think they're all good. (laughs) That well, and that makes the fan base worse? No, I'm just saying that makes the series better. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah. Harry Potter movies are all great. Whatever Disney has done with their recent movies that they released, even the TV shows, some of the TV shows that are coming out now, garbage, like horrible storytelling. They're trying to please everyone. Everyone knew it was a big money grab. And they really are only kind of taking advantage of the diehard fans because they know that people are going to go see it because it's Star Wars. And I think that's dying out now because of how horrible of a job they did. But like, if you just look at the prequels and the main three. So basically, what is it? The Skywalker saga. So one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six. Something like that. If you look at those movies and those six movies compared to what? The six Harry Potters, right? Seven. Eight. What? There's seven books, books eight movies. Okay. Okay. I think you're going to find that the like people who like one series over the other is a little bit more even matched. It's when you start throwing in their like recent stuff that it is garbage. And people are definitely going to pick Harry Potter. I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of a different, no one really talks about Star Trek much anymore. I feel like no, like Star Wars has won out. So what's your like go to movie snack when you go? If you ever go, since you haven't seen anything, I if I'm going to the theater, it's just going to be like a soda and just a massive thing of popcorn. I love popcorn. And if I'm watching a movie at home, still is going to be popcorn. I don't know <laughs> why, but it is. I just I eat popcorn all the time. It is so good. I'll probably have a beer okay. if I eat at the house. What about you? I always get, um, I always get a what is it, an icy? Yeah, an icy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With like a small popcorn and like a box of M and M's. Are you one of the people that dumps the M and M's into the popcorn? No, I've what gone do you on think dates about that? with girls do that. Um, I think it's a waste. 
of M&M's. Really? I mean, it's not bad, like, but like, I'd rather just eat the M&M's on their own. I'm a fan I'm of it, honestly. Do you not? I don't think it's bad. I just like eating the. I, I just like eating the M&M's by themselves. That move is like have- it's like trail mix. It's great. You yeah, get I, like I said, I don't think it's bad, but I'd rather like just grab M&M's when I want and then grab popcorn when I want. I, they don't have to be intertwined. And especially because all the M&M's fall to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, chocolate-covered pretzels. Like that is a, is a banging snack. I don't know necessarily for the movies, but like that salty and sweet, just so good. And you get the buttery. Yeah, I've gone on dates where like – I. I think the last date I went on at the movies, because I usually don't go to the movies. Bad date. Mm-hmm. By the way, don't. First dates, don't go to the movies. Awful, <laughs> awful choice. I think that's the worst choice you can do. But I like bought my M&M's. I bought my popcorn. And she was like, let's dump the M&M's in there. Like She was like, this is something I always do. And I was like, okay. And it was fine. But like I just like eating my M&M's out of the box. Was there a second date? Well, this was in high school, so you probably know oh. who I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, we hung out a bit, but... Um, okay, you say movies are bad dates. What's what's a good first date? I say coffee. Because you there's no... You, you can talk, and there's like no time limit. You can stay there for mm. 30 minutes. You can stay there for two hours. I mean, you can always come up with an good. excuse to leave if it's not going well. That is a good move. And it's cheap. It's a great move. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you show chivalry by buying her a coffee and it's little expense to you. And then you yeah, get so to stay it, it as long bad. as you enjoy it. I've gone on coffee dates where it was like an hour and I've gone on ones that were like three hours. Same. I mean, it's... And then I've gone on dinner dates where like within half and like the first 10 minutes... I knew I did not like this person, but you got to sit through the whole thing, yeah. and it's expensive too. That's kind of the worst. Like, wrong with that's coffee. probably one of the benefits of a movie is like if you can already tell that it's not going to work, at least you're not like trapped. I don't even know you how you tell movie. though because you're not even talking to them. Well, you go. You may, oh, I was about to say you go have a bite to eat before, but then you're then just it just gets really expensive. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh. I did some digging. Why oh do you think? Yes. Why do you think popcorn is the go-to movie snack? Why do you think it, it's always tied together? I don't know. Basically, I, uh, do you want to? Do you have a guess? No, I have no idea. So what ended up happening is back whenever movies were like or picture shows, or whatever you want to call it, were first starting to come into theaters, right? They did not have concession stands, they didn't have anything. But these popcorn vendors would hang out outside of movie theaters and sell popcorn. And eventually it got to the point where a vendor would like have a stand inside the theater. It'd be like a sponsored thing. And then theaters had their own thing. But what happened is in the Great Depression, right, people were kind of hating their lives, understandably, and they didn't have a lot of money. And so um, the uses of of like a cheap luxury, you know, so a bag of popcorn and a movie, like the the usage of cheap luxuries skyrocketed. 
because people would take any advantage that they could to, you know, kind of have that escape, so to speak. And so it became really, it was like just the perfect storm of you had essentially the first food cart vendors selling popcorn because it was cheap and something that people could afford and it tasted good. And then you had people wanting to go see movies. It was kind of the new thing. They were trying to escape the Dust Bowl or whatever. And so you had this kind of uniting of forces for popcorn and theaters and movies. Interesting. I did not know this. I mean, it makes sense, you know? I mean, popcorn's good. I wish I ate it more, honestly. I'm, I'll, have, I'll have a bag after this. Are you kettle corn <laughs> or butter and salted, like salted butter? I think just butter. Okay. Okay. I got Fair made enough. fun of on a date because I didn't put enough butter on the popcorn. Really? Some of these girls, man, they want the thing soaking in butter. Like, Jesus. Was she fat? No. <laughs> okay. Never mind then. I don't know. I just yeah, had like I a drizzle. Yeah, that's all. Well, that's all you need. That's all you need. The butter makes it great, but it's not necessary. Are you a fan of caramel apples? No. Okay. Not at all. I'm just not a big caramel guy. Yeah, me neither. I think they're good, but like, I would only eat one at like a fair. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Still no. I don't, I don't like eating sweet stuff unless I can brush my teeth after. What about cotton candy? That's a. I'll nibble uh, if people buy it. I'll have a piece, but I want to. Yeah, I don't think I don't think now I can eat like a full thing of it. No, absolutely it's just straight not. sugar, right? Yeah, it is literally yeah. just sugar. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could do that anymore. So coming back to movies. Oh, okay. Oh, well, unless you want to keep talking snacks. I don't know any other snacks. Have, well, okay. What do you think about the the movie theaters that have like you can get like food? And they bring it in. I've never done that at the movie. Mainly probably because it's too expensive. And yeah. I usually eat before or after. Like I'm not gonna spend like nachos are like twelve bucks. Like yeah. no. I'd rather just have popcorn. Why do you think movies okay. have gotten so expensive? Well, it's it's I mean it's it's basically like just they know you want a snack during the movie and they know you they are the only ones who could technically supposedly to provide it to you so they charge out the wazoo to be fair though they have as people started streaming more to entice people to come back they made the seats and everything like nicer and like every theater yes. which yes. i'm a huge fan of oh yeah um i think it's a matter of time that that comes to like airlines because airlines have now come gotten to the point where it's like less comfortable and less leg room and more of like how many people can we put on a plane? Mm-hmm. And I mean, for now, I think that's fine. I mean, it's kind of the, they kind of monopolize travel in that aspect. And I don't yeah, think anything's going to But there is that. still that but competition gonna, between the different airlines. True. Not, 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 not necessarily. Most of them have like a pact, by the way. Oh. Well, never mind. There's an oligarchy. There's like three packs, I believe, where like all the airlines are united within three packs. Interesting. To like not have a bidding war. So yeah, not really. <laughs> um, Come on. I think it's a capitalism. matter of time before they start 
making it not luxurious, but at least somewhat nicer again. Well, there needs there needs to be competition, right? Because people stopped going to the yeah. movies because they're like, this sucks. I'm going to sit on my own couch. I'm going to watch a movie on Netflix. I'm going to not pay $8 billion. I'm gonna well, be way more there is no competition for airline travel. That's yeah, that's problem. what I'm saying. We need you need a you need a competitor. I mean, I know I know a lot of them actually. Like Delta just redid all their planes, um, and they're super nice, according to my parents. And I know United has a pact or mission statement or whatever to have all their plane interiors redone by 2025. So, you know, it's kind of an issue. So we'll see. Yeah, I guess that's going to be like when when one does it, they're all going to have to do it. Right. Really. Um, really. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of the nice seating in movie theaters now. A lot of the complaints that I've heard about going to the movies is like now movies are getting longer. You know, like we're getting easily two hours, two and a half hours, and people will enjoy the movie, but they would rather watch it at home because then they can like get more food they can go to the bathroom without missing any like stuff like that you know yeah my cutoff's usually two and a half anything longer i question if i should go to like the movie theater yeah okay that's fair enough that's a Um, long time to be sitting in one spot i don't think it's but most i feel like most movies i go to around the two hour mark yeah but it's i mean i feel like that's kind of you're getting to the cap there you're going to start losing people pretty quick if you go much longer than that. If it, yeah, two and a half, I think, is my limit. If it's like a very. I'm trying to let, let me look this up real quick. So, as I said earlier, there's like, there's Lord of the Rings. Um, let's see. So, there's Lord of the Rings, the three movies, and. Uh, Oh, maybe not. Um, so they have like the theatrical release or whatever, and then they have the extended version, and which is four hours a piece, which is a lot. Jesus, that's too much, man. Apparently, I'm I'm looking at it now. I'm trying to find the number. Um, he might, Peter Jackson. Uh. Apparently they have like enough footage that he could release what they would call the Jackson cut. And it would be even like even, even longer. I think it was like five and a half hours a piece. That's just unnecessary. <laughs> it's so long. I would watch him. I would watch him because I feel like I, there were some little gaps that I would not. <laughs> I'd probably watch him in in different settings you know like like because it i guess that's what i did like about even the hobbits is there were probably two or three points in the movie that you could have just cut it like you could have just stopped you know and picked up because really all three of the hobbits and all three of the lord of the rings are one movie like it it flows especially the hobbits i mean you are picking up right where you left off when you finish one movie and start the next so he could have mm-hmm. cut that up in the four or five movies and it would have been way more digestible 
I guess that. I mean, yeah. I think he obviously left them together for a reason, right? Well, yeah, artistic direction, you know. But it is. It's just kind of a lot. Like there's a lot to watch, even at home. Are you a you know? are you a horror movie fan? Mm, on occasion, it's pretty rare. I used to be a huge one. I like I only watched them, but honestly, well, you um, liked all the Saw movies, right? No, not at all. Really? The first two are really good. Okay. The rest, it's it's they fall off pretty hard. Um, I feel like I've said this before to friends and stuff, but it's really hard to have a good horror movie in today's time that's not just cheap with like jump scares and stuff it's kind of like most of the ones i've seen in the last seven years just have like jump scares and cheap scare tactics that just don't make it really like a good scary movie there's like no good plot line stuff like that it's just kind of like blah yeah have you you seen um i have not seen the shining and i feel like i need to have you it's seen weird. Get Out? Uh, is that the one with the black guy? Yeah, and he gets like the yeah. get, like abducted. Yeah, that one's good. That's a pretty good. What's the, What's the other one where they rob that blind guy? That came out in high school. Oh, that one was good. Oh, that one was so good. The blind man who did not want to see the Titanic. No, they. These kids don't breathe. Oh, don't breathe. That movie was super good. Monster the House? The end was weird. No, it's called Don't <laughs> Breathe. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah. I went with all my friends. That one was probably one of the better scary movies I've seen. So basically, I won't spoil it. They robbed this blind guy because they're like, oh, easy hit. We know he has money. And then he turns out to be like a veteran, like, absolute machine who like is now hunting them down in his own house huh okay it's super good and he's blind so what do you think it is what do you think it is about jump scares that kind of detract from a horror movie well they rely on it to like for the scare factor when it's just cheap it's like the storyline still sh- shit yeah it's mm. like there, what was the one lights out i think was so bad just jump scares the storyline was awful like there was no substance it was just a ton of jump scares and it was just lame um, did you ever see midsummer no okay i haven't but either i've I'll heard go- that it's a really good horror movie and it's like not, it's like a psychological horror so not well, a lot see, of see that's jump why scares. i like the shining so scary because of the ominous factor of just being by yourself that's what makes it so scary mm-hmm. and it's all about sanity and stuff and like that that's like i think a good scary movie Maybe i mean that's it does why have I... like go ahead i know well okay maybe i was like maybe that's why i don't ever watch scary movies is because i'm always at the ranch alone <laughs> yeah you know i don't blame you I'm, I get spooked enough out here. I, I've realized over the past few days that this house just makes a lot of noises. I, 
I think that's why Five Nights at Freddy was so scary. Uh, not five, fucking. At, <laughs> um, um, what's it called? Freddy Krueger. Um, I thought of Freddy. What What are those movies called? Is it just the Freddy Krueger um, movies? Oh yeah, I don't know. That's out of this is all um, out of my wheelhouse. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, oh yeah, those are all scary because it's all about when you go to sleep and dreaming and nightmares, mm. and everybody goes to sleep and has dreams. So like that yeah. actually like psychological. Have you those ever seen um, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds? N- no. Okay. When when you come out to the ranch next time, we'll have to watch it because. Um, I've never seen it, but my dad, when he was in sixth or seventh grade, you could like rent the reels, like the film reels. And so they sold tickets for like a dollar a piece to, and they filled their auditorium. And that was the movie that they played was birds or the birds. And he said it was they weren't allowed to have movie nights again because of how scared people were watching it. And it's all black and white. Like I think it's a pretty old film. Um but he we have it out here on disc and he refuses to watch it. <laughs> That's funny. Nineteen sixty three. I think my dad's mentioned that to me. Actually. How old's your dad? Uh, old. Wow. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it's probably because I, I think that was about the time. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, from what I've gathered, is it's not a lot of jump scare, and that also you have kind of that same effect of like everyone sees birds, you know? Right. Right. It's like like it's like why it by Stephen King is so scary. It's just about a clown. Hmm. When that comes Even back it's to not a... CGI and practical effects, is like the more believable a story is, I think the better your point is going to get across. Even though it's not actually a clown, but you got to watch the movie. It's not. Well, he just takes the shape of a clown. Oh, is is it kind of? Did he write what is it? The thing that no one else was based so. on. Who is that? I don't think that's him. That was another essay that I wrote was how the thing. Oh, wait. Uh, John Carpenter. Um, about how the, the thing was brought back because of the Among Us memes. Because I think that is definitely a cult film. but The old, original or the newer one? Well, I think the thing now is a cult film, uh, the original. Um, I don't know about the new one. I don't know if it's had enough time to garner a, a following. I guess I have to watch the new one. It's you. So I think technically you're supposed to watch the new one and then the old one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll watch yeah, the you're supposed one. to watch the new one first and then the old one. As far as like timeline wise goes, because how the old one ends is how the no, how the new one ends is how the old one starts. Okay. Or that like moment in time, so to speak. 
Well, what you is good the to next? Wrap up? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just uh, this will be our good. This will be our closing. So instead of a song of the week, we can do a, a yeah. We can do a, a movie recommendation or something that you're excited to come out or what? Or both. We can do. A, I was thinking the same thing. We can do a movie. Okay. After you, I'm gonna have um, to think. Um. I am going to recommend There Will Be Blood. Ooh, what's it about? It's about this guy who, uh, in the early 1900s, who, uh, he's like, I don't, I don't know how to describe him. He's basically like an oil guy, and he goes out to the West to look for oil, and like basically hits big. And uh, there will be blood. Interesting. It's super, super good acting. Um, somewhat long, but the acting is really good, I would say. And it's kind of more of a uh, it, it, it's kind of you see how he develops as he gains like power and like money and stuff. You know, there's like, a good, a clear character arc. Yeah, the very distinct character arc. Okay, cool beans. Super good. Well, riding the high of the West and character arcs, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend Rango. Personally, yeah, that's a good movie. I really i I was I don't not know look- much else to recommend. Honestly, like I was, from what I was expecting from Rango to what it delivered, super good. I think I've seen it probably. 10 or 11 times now. And yeah, I will me watch with it shooter. If you don't want to okay, watch I, There Will Be Blood, watch Shooter. More entertaining, at least. If I don't want to watch There depth. Will Be Blood, watch Shooter. Yeah, There Will Be Blood is more like serious. Shooter is okay. just kind of an entertaining movie. Okay. Well, cool beans. Thanks for the recommendations, Nico, and thanks for having this chat. The bonus round, yeah, I thanks. think, went pretty went pretty well. Sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings with Interstellar. No, it's okay. It's you not a bad to, movie. You don't need to worry about the audience. audience. And if you have not seen Surf's Up, go see Surf's <laughs> Up. Ask your crush on a date and ask her to watch Surf's Up. If ask you don't you like do. Surf's Up, question your morality. Yeah, honestly. Get a life. <laughs> I'm going to have to actually, no, I think we do. We might have it out here. I'm going to have to get that on disc. All right. You want to close this out? Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening to our movie recommendations and reviews. Um, if you have any future topics that you would like us to discuss, don't be afraid to message John David or I. Um, but besides that, thanks for listening and God bless. <laughs>